You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. It's nightfall. He awakens. Very cool, Master. Very scary. Thank you. Nadja, Laszlo! Yeah. Yes? Can you come downstairs for a second, please? The problems with living with other vampires are the vampires I have chosen to stay with. I wanted to talk about general hygiene in the cell. Last night, there were all these people down there, half drunk. Or where did they find the alcohol? No, they were half drunk. They've been half drunk. If you've got something to say, then damn well say it. It's not hygienic! Nandor is like a big turkey. Cannot pay with that. I'm so sorry. So you can be throwing ancient coins at me. Guillermo, stab this man. Guillermo is my familia. I'm not a killer. I find people who are easy to kill. Are you virgins? I don't see how that's relevant. <gasps> I'm killing it, baby. Oh, that's werewolf piss. Two werewolves. Colleen, what are you doing in here? This is my bedroom. My name is Colin Robinson. Hi, Deb. And I am a energy vampire. We either bore you with a long conversation. Hey, Don. Or, Don, we enrage you. Something terrible is coming. <laughs> Master, this is pretty macabre. <laughs> <laughs> Got my cake caught in the door. Well, yank it out. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. That's right, folks. We are back, and we have a great one this week. We're going to Staten Island, folks, the mecca of New York State, of course. You know, in the Triburus area, it is what everyone dreams of going to. Manhattan, who needs it? Staten Island is the place to go, especially if you're a vampire, of course. And it's going to be a ton of fun to talk about what we do in the shadows, the TV series, of course. It's going to be a ton of fun to do. We are going to spoil the hell out of it. So if you haven't seen the series or if you missed an episode or two, be prepared to for us to chat all about it because we've got an hour and we got a lot to talk about. So be prepared. You can just name, call me. Jackie Daytona, you know, human bartender. I have my toothpick right here, so I'm ready for it, folks. It's always a good thing to do. All right, Mr. Mike, are you ready to talk about it and just hop in? Uh, yeah, we can hop in. We've got a, um, first of all, howdy and uh, welcome to our, and in some ways, this is, as we're recording this, it's our final episode in our countdown to Halloween 2023. But as people are listening to this, it's our first episode for our countdown at Halloween 2024. So <laughs> you know, we do think so, on the podcast. So, <laughs> so it is a countdown to Halloween episode, no matter how you look at it. But mm-hmm. uh, we've got, once again, we've got Mark Maddox with us. Hi, toodles, everybody. Howdy. Welcome back, sir. 
hope, hope everybody's doing okay. And uh, and and Fedor, we've got you with us back with us as well. Yes, hello. I'm glad Ex- to be back. Excellent, excellent. Let's, uh, as Mike said, let's get right into it. I want to start with you then. What was your? Because uh, we we've never covered the. It's been five seasons. We've never covered the series. We've never even covered the movie on this show before. And to be honest with you, part of that is my bad because I'd never seen the show until about mm, about a month or so ago. I'd seen the movie uh, way back when. But I'd never seen the show. What uh, what what drew you initially to this series? Had you seen the movie first? Um, oh, me? Yes. yes. Oh, sorry. I was. Uh, yeah. Um, I think I can't remember. I think I had seen the movie first, and then I heard about the series, and I jumped in because I was like, "Oh yeah," because like, the series was just, the movie was just absurd, and it was before like you know people really knew who Taika Waititi was. And, um, and I knew who Reese Darby was from, uh, Flight of the Concords and, um, and he's just, everything he's in is just hilarious. And so, you know, I watched that and then, yeah, I can't, I don't even remember if someone told me about, I think someone told me about it. I don't know who, but, and then I started watching it and I was like, this is fantastic. I've, it's a series I've rewatched several times. Nice. So you were watching from the first episode, like from the first season on? Uh, I, I don't. I think there is why maybe not right as it started, but mm-hmm. I think maybe it was into season two when I first started watching. I can't really say. Gotcha. There's gotcha. been a lot of binge watching in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's Especially how we, when that's, during that's quarantine we... and whatnot. And, but I, I can't really like quarantine kind of messed up everything as far wow. as like timelines. I'm true. like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that seems to be how we consume things now. Binging, mm-hmm. binging, binging. Right. Uh, Mark, what about you? What was your experience uh, with this series? Had you seen the movie first? I saw the movie first. Um, I'd heard, heard things about it. Uh, an artist friend of mine over in Britain, Graham Humphreys, had done the poster, I think, for their version over there for mm-hmm. their release. And uh, I'd heard good things about it, watched the film, got some good laughs out of it. And then the first season came on streaming and I watched it and it's funny because I, the show was fine. The first season to me was fine, but it was like, okay, we'll maybe see some more of this later. And it was kind of like, Neh. but then we got into the second season of, of, I don't know, a couple of months ago or something, maybe three, four months back. And it was, you know, it was like anything else, like a lot of shows they're building as they're going along. And by the time they got in the second season and then third, fourth and fifth, they were they had gotten a stride that was really good, you know. So, uh, yeah, so we gobbled it up, especially when Mike said something about me doing the doing the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, yum, 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 Pac-Man our way through it. But it was easy because it was so funny. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really, um, you know, to, to, to use the continue with the binging and and the eating metaphors it's 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 quite like quite easy to eat like it's mm-hmm. just they're like half the hour not even right yeah, i think they're so you can, one of them was like 20 minutes so they're pretty, like they're, pretty easy to, they're pretty yeah. easy to consume and binge like one or two you can just i mean it's almost like lays potato chips you can't just watch one yeah <laughs> you find yourself watching two and three and then going okay maybe i should stop now you know but uh, yeah uh mike what about you for me it was interesting I had seen the movie, the original one, probably at least five years ago, six years ago, and loved it. I loved everything about it from the opening theme song to the characters and, you know, 
it was just, it was a lot of fun to see. But one of the things, you know, I never thought about it after. And, you know, you always saw the pictures of them in the coffins or you saw them at, you know, pictures, people cosplaying them as, at the cons and stuff like that. And it was always a ton and ton of fun. But then um, Dragon Con, when they were, they closed down in 2020 for the pandemic and they did the online um, version of the parade and everything. And it was hosted by two cos, you know, two folks who we know, Crispy and I don't remember who the other one was. Um, they were cosplaying as Nandor and as, of course, the lovely, lovely, um, beautiful, uh, Nadia. And mm-hmm. then also Colin Robinson and stuff. It's like, what is this? And a friend of mine told me, Oh, they're, they're cosplaying as, you know, what we do in the shadows. I said, they weren't in the movie. And he says, dude, there's been a TV series for like the last two years. And so we looked it up and saw that was on Hulu and we started binging it with the the second at the second season, I think just had ended. So we watched the first two seasons and I loved how it tied in to the movie perfectly. And it wasn't just like, Oh, this is just another take on it. It actually went with the lore and everything. And that's one of the things I loved about it. And it was an interesting take on vampires. And I think what won me over most truthfully has to be Matt Berry because I remember him from the IT crowd and, you know, and because he's the only one I knew from it. And it was just like, oh, this is just awesome. So, you know, and the human hat was, you know, human skin hat. Sorry, witch hat. Witch hat. Yes. Exactly. It's just (laughs) awesome. (laughs) So that's what that's how I got into it. The, uh, I, you know, I sort of, I mentioned it on the show before, but, uh, um, in case you're new to Earth Station One, uh, I, I'm big on vampires. Uh, I love vampire movies, love vampire stories. Um, I was not compelled to watch this movie, the movie, What We Do in the Shadows, when it first came out for two reasons. One, uh, I think I'd already seen, by that time, I'd already seen a, at least one or two things by Tega, and I, I, I didn't gel I, I, entirely with his sense of humor. Some of it I found funny. Um, like sometimes I found it funny and sometimes I just was like, mm, it's not working for me. So I was worried about that. And two, there's a, uh, there is a, a, a bad tradition of vampire comedies <laughs> films that are out there. And, and I just was not really like thinking I would want to see another one. Um, sometimes I might, you know, take it too seriously, but, but I was just like, mm, I don't think so. So, but finally a few years ago, I did watch the, the movie and I really enjoyed it, uh, much more than I thought I would. Um, I think I was, <clears throat> I think it's fairly early on in the movie, spoilers for the movie. Uh, but I think it's fairly early on in the movie where they're all just standing outside the nightclub because they haven't been invited in <laughs> and just things that simple. Yeah, I, I was just I was howling. I was howling. Yeah. I'm like, and and each one of the characters was a different representation of a different era of vampires, a different kind of vampire, a different style. And and I really appreciated that. It looked like I mean, it, you could definitely tell it was made by people who were fans of the vampire genre, vampire movies, and and they were really like using that knowledge and and referencing a lot of fun things in that show. 
uh, in that movie. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Um, I, you know, a few years later, it was going to be made into a series. I was like, oh, I'll have to get around to watching that. I don't think I had Hulu at the time. So, although I think it was on FX, but it, it was always difficult for me to catch things on FX. So it was one of those things where I'm like, well, I'll, I'll get around to it. And then I heard that the first season, this is what I heard. I, it turns out not to be the case, but for those people who might have heard this myth as well, uh, but people said that, oh, the first season is just, they're just redoing the movie. Mm-mm. And uh, and and uh-huh. I was like, well, that doesn't sound very fun. Yeah, it's just, they're just redoing the movie with a different cast. And I right. was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I can wait. Yeah. So, um, yes, that is not the case. Um, yeah. I So anyway, held off, held off. And while I'm holding off on it, they're doing another season. They're doing another season. <laughs> and it gets more insurmountable because it's like, oh, well, now I have to catch up with three seasons. Oh, now I have to catch up with four seasons. Now I have to, you know, oh, they just did a fifth season. So, you know, when uh, uh, when it was uh, when Mike and I decided that we were going to cover it this October for uh, Halloween, our Halloween episodes, I was like, all right, finally gives me an excuse. Sit down and watch these. So over the last month or so, I've been binging all five seasons. Uh, I do agree with you, Mark, that the first season is a little, little rough. Mm-hmm. It's still um, good. Don't get me wrong. Still, no, no, I still like it. Right. Absolutely. Um, but there were things that I was kind of initially like not I, disappointed is actually too strong a word, but I was just, yeah. I was, I, they, it was, I didn't find it as clever as the movie. Yeah. Um, like the, the, like I said, the movie had like different representations different versions of vampires, different styles of vampires all living together. This seemed to be like, like more of this three of the same. And then like Colin (laughs) energy vampire. Right. Yeah. 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 And it was like, okay, how are they really different? Um, then, you know, they didn't seem to be referencing, um, other vampire things so much as it, as it was sort of taking cues from, Movie, uh, shows like Seinfeld or The Office or stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, I was like, hmm, this is kind of weird. But I mean, I, I like the characters. I like the actors. I like the performers. Um, that worked for me. Um, I was worried about Colin Robinson because I thought, oh, this is a one joke character. And 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 certainly uh, for the first season, it's a one joke character. Like it's a one yeah. joke that just keeps going on and on. Like, And it's one of those one jokes that like, it's funny and then it's not funny and then it's funny again and then it's not funny and <laughs> yeah, then it's funny yeah. again yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it grows on you and yeah. exactly right but they actually you know second third fourth season they started branching especially the season what is it the the th- third or fourth season where he's a baby or he's a boy like he's, season, uh, four. season four yeah, yeah when he comes back at, yeah his like yeah. new generation or regeneration yeah. if you will. so so that was really interesting. Um, so that, yeah. So overall, love it now, um, especially this last season. Boy, they had a lot of fun with a lot of different stuff. I think mm-hmm. this last season was the best put together season out of all of them. So whereas most ser- most TV shows, by the fifth season, you're kind of like, mm, is it getting towards the end? Maybe they should think about it. They've already announced that there's going to be a sixth season, and I, I couldn't be happier because yeah, I'm like, this is, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's ever been stronger. So yeah. Um, and we're going to go back to you. Um, what what is something about the series, either a plot point, character, what have you, that that really you connect with you reson that resonates with you? Um. Wow. <laughs> um. 
a, a plot point? A plot point or a, a character or something like something <laughs> that you're like one plot point. Come on. <laughs> that's, like, like, no, that's a tough one, man. Something about the series child. that you're like, on, okay, yeah. this is this is one of my favorite shows, or this is I mean, this is a show that I, is, I mean, I, is a keeper. I'm a, yeah, so I'm a fan of ensemble shows, and like this is an ensemble cast. Like I was sitting here, I'm like, I couldn't, I could do a ranking of my favorite characters, but I love them all, and I just love. Like, and I also like how, I mean, like you said, in season one, it was kind of weak, whatever, but like they built on that. And like, because I re, I started right. rewatching everything a couple weeks ago. And, you know, you could see this, you know, things in, that happened in season one that they picked up later and, mm-hmm. you know, in, in later seasons. And I don't, whether it was intentional, probably not intentional, intentional, because I don't think they knew they were going to get a second season when they did the first one. Mm-hmm. So, but like they went back and like, oh, well, let's expand upon this. Let's expand upon that. Um, and I just like how everybody got fleshed out. Like everybody has, um, you know, their own journey and whatnot. And um, I don't know about like my, my favorite plot point. Um, I don't know. I just, oh, that's just, ugh. <laughs> that's wow. just difficult. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm like, wow. That's. Just, I mean, I like. I think Guillermo is like my favorite because he really is like the the everyman character. Mm. And then like you know you feel bad for him, but at the same time you're like, come on, dude, just yeah, just you know, yeah, you just just stop taking that. But then like you know he takes matters in his own hands, and then his whole like being you know Van, being a Van Helsing. And then, like, the, his that whole was family nice has twist. it, that and was like, a great twist, you know, yeah. and the fact that he, you know, he's a bigger guy, but he's moving around and, you know, just, you know, kicking ass and just, you know, and like the when he squares off against Nandor and he's just like, you know, oh, I let you think that you hypnotize me, but I've got, you know, like when he's like, I really can kill you right now. I'm deciding not to yeah. and meaning it, you know. So I guess that's my favorite, you know, the whole Guillermo's arc and him being a, vent, uh, a vampire hunter that briefly got turned into a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I uh, I love. Go ahead, Sam. Oh no, sorry. I was just going to say, it's interesting because I always I felt like out of all the characters in the series, he had the most growth mm-hmm. out of all of them because he was well, the sure and everything from finding it, you know, just going from being, you know, wanting to be a vampire, wanting to be a vampire, to you know, finding out that he's a Van Helsing and he's a van a vampire killer, and his whole family is. And he comes from a whole line of it, which was just awesome and everything. Mm-hmm. And the vampires using that to their advantage too, mm-hmm. which was really mm-hmm. awesome. And then, of course, you know, then him, you know, him not being turned into a vampire finally got to him, and he took, like you said, Pedro, that he took, you know, the matters into his own hands, and mm-hmm. that was an interesting situation too. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, the way that played out. I thought, you know, because, you know, they, it's, it did seem like as much as I enjoyed season four, it seemed like they were almost like, I'm like, okay, now, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of spinning their wheels. Not, not, you know, a little bit, you know, just, and then, you know, when, when Guillermo makes the decision at the end of season four, you're like, oh, things are going to change next, like next season mm-hmm. is going to be different. And, and it really was in a lot of ways. I mean, it really shook things up. And uh, I really like the way they played out. Now I'm worried that season six is going to be like, okay, back to normal. <laughs> like yeah, back to see back to season one again. <laughs> um, and I love Guillermo. I think, uh, I think he's like, his character is one of the best fleshed out in the show. The actor is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wish 
they they get into the what they what I call gym takes. Uh, these like the shots on the office where you just see Jim go, like he stares at the camera. Mm-hmm. For those people who are listening, he just stares at the camera like everybody in this office is insane except me. Like and so and you do and you get, you do get that shot a lot in what we do in the shadows. It's like the vampires will say something or do something, and then it cuts to Guillermo and he just looks at the camera like, "Can you believe this?" And then like. And sometimes it happens like four or five times in an episode, but it's one of those things that again, it's like it, you laugh at it and then it's not funny for a while. And then it starts to be funny for it again. And then it's not funny. Like it's just, it's just that type of humor. Mm-hmm. Mark, any thoughts on, on Guillermo and his arc? Uh, I love Guillermo. There's no character on the show. I don't like uh, even ones that are only they'll, they'll be gone for several episodes. They'll come back in for a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, Fedor already took a, a, the real good one with Guillermo in his arc, <laughs> but the one that I really was like into, and it's like, and then it breaks apart, and you're like, oh, please, have, let's have more of this. Is is the energy vampire Colin and and meeting the lady energy oh, vampire? Yes. And it goes, I think we have to break up. It's so sad. And then she, <laughs> then he starts to walk away, and she goes <laughs> like that. It's just. <laughs> So I'm like sitting there just going like, Ew! you know, it just drives me nuts. And but it so is many so people hilarious. you know like that too, which is really mm-hmm. horrible. Just, it's like, you want to be an energy vampire? I'm a worse energy vampire, you know? And <laughs> it actually making him mad or when he goes up and the, the, the episode starts with him and he's got all these laptops and he's communicating out with people. He goes, I found you can actually get energy from people now off the internet. And it's not as good as a feed as direct contact. So he goes over and he goes, Jesus hates horses and then hits the send button. I mean, <laughs> stuff like that is so funny. Or, or, um, oh, what's his face? The, the real slender actor who plays in the uh, Hellboy movies, who's the, 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 the head vampire, the big, big vampire. Um, he's on Star Trek as well. He's on Star Trek Discovery. Oh, Doug Jones. Doug, Doug Jones. Jones. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. He, when, Linda and I, I Fair laugh so hard because it's Love it's Aaron. almost like MASH on steroids. I remember one thing I loved about MASH is there'd be a joke and a joke and a joke and a joke. Well, this is like there's the regular jokes, and then there's these little tiny little zap, 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 zaps right in the middle of it. So at the very end of the show, and we've got two big dogs, and they go nuts over the squirrels. They take their hellhound outside, who's just a regular dog. You know, he's the tail's going and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Listen, a golden retriever as a hellhound is actually quite accurate. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> it's so it's such a beautiful dog. And they go outside, they go, the, the squirrels are bothering the hellhound. It goes outside, and just as a little aside, he, he breathes a flamethrower breath and cooks the tree that the squirrel's in and it's just like a split second and i'm like not only was it funny not only was it fast which a good joke is but it also had a really good special effect i mean Mm -hmm. that was another thing too off on the side first season special effects you could tell it was almost like the 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 special effects guys were getting better from season to season it's more Mm -hmm. robust and and all that kind of stuff but um i mean what can i say i laugh that's the bottom line on this show i laugh yeah, the uh, the uh, the special effects. I mean, really went into overdrive this past season with all the like uh, Doctor Morale type yeah. creatures. That, that, uh, that, that, was, that was disturbing. <laughs> that was yeah, <laughs> <almost> children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that uh, oh oh, that was, there was a whole new creep factor there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Mike, what about you? What's something either plot story wise, an arc, or a character? You know, we, I guess we're focusing on characters. So if you well, want another one, I have to love Laszlo and Nadia. They are just amazing. Um, Matt Berry, I can, you know, I would love him just to sit in front of me and read the phone book. It would be amazing. His voice is just so, and how he rolls his his letters and stuff. It's just like. And he's just, it's fascinating to see. But the characters, the characters of Laszlo and Nadia, they, they are interesting because they're married, but they also screw around with anything that walks pretty much. And it's open marriage beyond belief, male, female, in between, whatever they will go for. And, you know, even Laszlo had his own series of porn movies that he started. <laughs> And it was just, it's just awesome. And, you know, Laszlo tries to come off as the smartest person in the room. And half the time he's not. And not a high bar. No. Not a yeah, high no, bar. No, especially, no. yeah, Nandor, especially no. when you're around Nandor, he, he's, he's not smart. No. He's... <laughs> no. Nandor the relentless. Awesome. But it's, yeah. it's, it's awesome. And the characters of the two of them, though, is, is great. I loved in the last season how, you know, Nadia was trying to get back to the, break the curse. So she reconnected with people from her homeland and everything. And I love it. Oh, there never was a curse and everything. <laughs> yeah. And everything. And then Nadia and the doll was just... It's that just doll's yeah, funny. That, that doll is amazing. Yeah. Well, and let's thought the actress, uh, I can't remember her name, who plays Nadia, and like the one episode where she switches bodies with the doll and just like, yeah. Her physical mannerisms are all different, and just like she's running around like a you know a a doll that just got human legs and mm -hmm. all of that, like and like you know her doing like two different voices for the doll, you know for herself and the doll, and just like yeah, she's like such a I I really love Nadia. <laughs> I do too. I, and the thing is too, when you're watching the show, they're going down the street at night, and then they hear some voice from the sewer, and I'm like, and I, I look over at Linda, and go. Are, they, are we hearing a voice from the sewer? And then she says, excuse me, are you talking to us from the sewer? You know, and it's like, that's what I want to know, you know. Exactly. Just the way things are just so blunt on there, yeah. you know, blatant, you know. Exactly. Weird to you too, huh? Or you know? her, running the, her, her running the nightclub from where the, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. the headquarters of the vampires were and everything. It's so good. And so the, good. Uh, there was so much great. The 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 episode where uh, Nandor kind of lets uh, the secret fly on on the news while there's a disaster going, and uh, they're all freaking out <laughs> yeah. in the in the in the house because Guillermo's not there, so they're all freaking out about what to do about it and everything like that. Uh, Nadia's trying to get like everybody out of there. She's got like a She's whole got plan the go in bags place. Ready? <laughs> yeah, she yeah she has to get the go bags ready, and then like so we cut back and we see her. And she's got blonde hair now, and she's holding the doll, and the doll has blonde hair, and it's just uh, that those little things like mm -hmm. that just they, they crack always me up. had Fast. matching outfits. They always, they, they always, time, always had matching outfits. <laughs> and, and, and bravo to them for when they showed the Council of Vampires the first time, mm -hmm. and almost any movie vampire who anyone who was still alive was yeah. in that scene, including mm -hmm. Pee Wee Herman or yeah. Ruben. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. They did cut from a huge range yes. of, mm -hmm. of folks that they, sure. they get from. And I'd like uh, that they included Blade in that too, because yeah. <laughs> yes. the Daywalker. 
Absolutely. Right. Even though he had to like kind of zoom in. That was right. uh, playing was... with that technology was kind of funny too. Cause he was always like, a, there was always a delay. And right. You gotta use the, uh, reset the router homes. <laughs> um, and, and I'm not surprised that this, that this happened. And, and uh, even though he's not my favorite, I'm going to say like, I'm going to, I want to talk about Nandor the relentless oh. for a little bit because um, first of all, um, like I said, I'm not surprised. Uh, Fader, you like you threw some shade on on, on Nador just a few minutes ago, and um, uh, Mike and I were talking like a week or so ago, and he was like, "Oh, Nandor," and and so he's like, "Nandor is like my least favorite character, whatever." Oh, I love this, Nandor. This, I, out of this, all this, the characters, but I still love him. You know, this okay. is uh, I, I tell you what, this season, um, with Guillermo was really fun. But what I did not expect is at the end of it that Nandor would 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 add a whole new dimension to him because you know even though we've been and true he's been selfish about it but he also knew that Guillermo was not ready he knew that that Guillermo was not ready to be a vampire that was not made of vampire material and he also knew like right away why why uh, Guillermo was taking so long to convert because of the um because ben of the Helsing ben Helsing DNA, right? Yeah, like, right. He, they were like, right. Oh, of course. I mean, he right. knew right away. Well, he's usually um, such an idiot that he right. actually said <laughs> something. Everything. Even we were like exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the, the other vampires were shocked and the audience at home were like, Hey, he actually said something smart. Shocker. Which 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 that was cool because you're like, Wow, he said something smart and then like not too long after that is when we find out that yeah Nandor knew all along that Guillermo wasn't ready and that and and that like that and so it kind of built on that like okay what? so he's not as dumb as as we think he is now sometimes he is obviously the the scenario where he was you know he was dealing with the news people that was awful and he was probably and, at his dumbest well, yeah, although yeah, yeah. when they when him and uh laszlo have like the whole hypnotize off thing or whatever and he's like you know you keep hypnotizing people and like and guillermo's like the burrow's getting stupider because you keep hypnotizing people. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know he tricked at the basketball game and he's like everybody nobody saw that and you know just but, but just, one thing with the nandor in that those later episodes is that i i like the fact that you actually saw him really mad finally Yes. Like when he yes. realized he's like staring at him. It reminds me of my dogs when they're going to have a showdown with each other. It was just sort of like he's staring at me. I am going to kill you and then I'm going to kill myself. And while it was still a comedy and there was lots of jokes flying, it was a little bit intense. It's one thing about the, the Van Helsing connection and then him become uh, Guillermo becoming a vampire and then Nandor finding out which while it's still in the realm of comedy has got a bit of bit of edge to it I kind of kind of you kind of lean into it I think Nandor is great besides I'm going to be him next Halloween so of course (laughs) I got to do my voice in in, in Guillermo I I don't even know how to do it yet but I'm gonna gonna keep working on it I'm gonna keep working on it it's just I love the way he talks his voice is so Mm -hmm. funny it's such a fun fun it's got one of those accents I you know it's I I, you know sometimes I just need a phrase to like click with it and for me the the phrase that always comes to mind when I think of Andor is yeah the do do me the do do (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and just think it took Patton Oswalt to help uh, calm him down 
Yeah. Well, he killed well, Patton Oswalt. It's just, too bad, just, too bad, <laughs> Patton Oswalt's rest in peace. Yeah. I was yeah, very exactly. happy to see Patton Oswalt. Now, now there's going to be people actually listening to the show going, Patton Oswalt's dead. <laughs> too many people. Spoiler, it's on the show, have, people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, in this world, he is. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I, I was very pleased with this show. Very mm-hmm. pleased. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what about some of the side characters? Um, uh, you know, Mike, as you pointed out, one thing that was great was uh, – that uh you know the the council was made up of uh characters from the movie the movie uh, and every other and movie all, you could think like of movie yeah, when, yeah. yeah and and yes as as Vader pointed out other movies as well but i yeah it was really fun to see like characters from the movie pop up at least for the first i think two seasons and then of course our crew takes over as the council yes so and right. uh and i kind of think they've dropped that storyline now because i i don't think all last season they went they were they dealt with any council business so i mean just the host uh, yeah yeah just the yeah the host uh, um Shaw. the guide rather yeah, sorry. oh the guide yeah the guy yeah, yeah. yeah right yeah right yeah i think she yeah that was a joke she's like that I keep waiting. Nobody's coming to work. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought maybe you just forgot about me. Yep. Yeah. And they're like, who are you? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. But it's interesting because um, I've liked the storyline that they did with the Baron, you know, because he was mm-hmm. the big feared head yes. vampire who helped create all of them. And then Guillermo, you know, ended up opening the door while he was standing there when the sun came in. Yeah. And just like fried his ass. Yeah. And then, but, it's, but it, that's that back. whole that Van Helsing beginning stuff, and then he goes yeah. off with that gargoyle monster, and then they've got their dog. <laughs> the, that's, yeah, and the, the hellhound, sire, the hellhound, the sire. They yeah, a, and the hellhound. They need a spinoff show. I would, I would absolutely watch that show. Oh yeah, yeah. me yeah. too. In the suburbs of New Jersey, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's just and fun. Getting unsuspecting Ugh. Airbnb guests and you know, feeding off of them. Yeah. I also thought it was really clever too um, that uh, I was just sorry I didn't I didn't mean to dial back but I, I just uh, thought it was clever too the way that um, that Nandor figured out like they can't just like you know the one stupid thing that Guillermo did was having uh, that one guy uh, turn him yeah. but if any I don't think he realized that that's not the guy you want like to turn you because if that guy dies, which he probably would pretty soon, like, because he wasn't exactly the sharpest tool. And and this is coming from our group. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you know, like, you're going to be dead. So, uh, so they, they, the way they worked out of that. But um, as far as other guest stars for me, uh, I think season two, seeing Mark Hamill as Jim. Uh, it was good. Was, we didn't recognize him at first. The I first didn't couple either. Of minutes, I didn't not. either until the credit. And I was like, oh my. It was like, the voice. It was yeah. him doing the voice. voice. I said, that's somebody who's really good. And I said, Mark Hamill. <laughs> and, at Dragon, and at Dragon Con, I saw so many people dressed as Jackie Daytona. It was oh awesome. God, so good. Very between, good. Uh, Human bartender. Of course. Between Mark Hamill's turn in, in this as Jim of the Vampire and his recent turn on uh, Fall of the House of Usher. I would not be surprised if more doors don't keep opening it for him. Oh, I haven't. Because I've heard about that. So I haven't talented. seen. I haven't watched that yet. But oh, he, he he is amazing in Fall of the House of Usher. He's oh, so okay. good. I'll watch um, it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, and cool. everybody's good in that. Everybody, I really like that series. So okay. Um, but uh, no, I thought uh, he was he was great in this too as a, as a as that cameo. I thought, I, yeah, he's not dead. So hopefully we can maybe see him again at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe. But because uh, um, he's still got a beef, I think. Well, yeah, because yes. the, the the Billy Bass Trout ended up you know, <laughs> yeah. not being a, 
valuable yeah. thing and you say, <laughs> yeah, just it reignited everything. So I really do hope they bring him back because yes, Mark Hamill, we love him. Oh, very yeah. much so. I also like Nick Kroll as Simon the Devious. Yes. yes. And I like that he keeps he keeps turning up every season. Like oh, the, yes, the flip does. your house, the like the flip the, the house the, TV show. The yeah. The uh just... oh yeah. This this faux reality comedy doing another satire within a like faux reality satire. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 so funny. Um and that was really well played out. And then yes, it turns out to be another like episode about the hat and i'm mm-hmm. like my god that thing just keeps that hat it keeps going <laughs> yeah it's and i and i did like hat. that i like i did like that was even mentioned when they were you know trying to get out of there and the to-go bag and everything and, and i still came in wearing that and she's like no that is not coming with us yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have not seen the last of the hat no we have not no it'll probably be the thing that ends the show probably <laughs> Simon will finally get it and, and, and get it for good and not, you know. Fader, <laughs> uh, are there any other characters that uh, stand out for you? Uh, I from really throughout liked, the season? I mean, she became more of a, 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 core, of a uh, Christian Shawl um, as the guide. Yeah. I, again, um, Flight of the Concords, that's where I first saw her. And okay. I just absolutely, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that show, but that was uh, Jemaine Clement and um, Brett. Uh, I forget his last name, but they created it in, in Reese Darby, and it's like they're this musical band from New Zealand that like are in New York, and it's really fun. And she's like their one obsessive fan, and she same energy she brings to the guide, but like just you know just that weird, just crazy, awkward, you know, whatever. And so I love anything that she's in, and um, so I really and I love that she became like more of a main character, and it was just mm-hmm. that you know, um, but I liked uh, Haley Joel Osment showing up. And, oh, he was real good. Yes, he was very good. And yeah, and then um, trying to yeah, because it was you know the Mark Hamill, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and just yeah, and I, like yeah, we mentioned the Baron and the Sire, and just like the side you know plots that keep that like keep coming back. Like even when uh, like Simon the Devious came back in the season five, I think, or um, it was season when, five. When the, yeah. the flip the house and like mm-hmm. you know he now has a zombie friend and that made me remember like the, the necromancer guy so i'm like i'm pretty sure he became a zombie through the necromancer guy like because that like the small little like throwbacks or whatever little wispy connections that they make throughout the rest of the seasons but yeah Kristen shawl for sure is you know she was my favorite you know site and then the whole like um the the vampire hunting club that Guillermo stumbled upon where we meet Derek. I love Derek because he was just like, yeah. like, he's like, I think we should have sex with each other. So we're not virgins. They're like, Derek, stop, stop. Totally different agenda. Yeah. And then like, you know, oh, yeah. he, he dies and then like, they're like, Oh, we still got to get the van back to Derek's mom. And, you know, like, and just that whole, and then he comes back as a vampire and like all this other stuff. And like, he just was, I, I like, I think he's my other favorite, like, side character that keeps coming back and has like a pretty integral role at the end of it because you know he turned Guillermo very poorly you know the the whole thing of him turning Guillermo and just like passing out as he's doing it and just Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) the uh yeah and he's got kind of a well at least so far a happy ending for him Mm -hmm. like I mean as as happy as it can be to be a undead zombie vampire yeah well (laughs) exactly It's like, oh, he's he can talk. Oh yeah, all zombies can talk. It just takes us a while to transfer over. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
and everything. And I love the werewolf stories too. That, yes. Those are fun. Well, that was my that was my question. How come uh, this is almost a stereotype I've noticed with um, True Blood, and there's a couple other shows with werewolves and stuff in them. They're always jean jacket wearing, jeans wearing guys. You know, they're always <laughs> lower middle class sort of uh, uh you know kind of like hey man that's not cool kind of stuff and and then it's like uh, but but we were watching i said well this is like watching true blood again you know <laughs> uh but i love the whole werewolf thing where they get the one guy <laughs> they're gonna be the big fight and he he throws the doggy toy over the edge <laughs> of the building and no no <laughs> and breaks his leg and they're all down there it's like okay okay you guys can keep the toys by yeah, the way we're gonna we leave <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or the fact that every time they meet outside and they're doing something outside, all of a sudden a car goes by and half of them go running after the, the car. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's very funny. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they, yeah, they, they, they'll, they'll go for that low hanging fruit every time. Mm-hmm. They will go for that. Well, I also love Laszlo's best friend Sean. Also, yeah, hey, Shawnee. Sean. Exactly. John, how many times has that poor guy been hypnotized? Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, I'm surprised he kind of recovered from the the, the first time because yeah, the, yeah, he had or he was pretty messed up there. Or the super yeah. superb yeah. owl. owl. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I did like the guy that converted Guillermo. I liked him. He's like Dirt? He, he, Dirt. He, yeah, yeah. He's such a sci. He looks like a sci-fi nerd. Oh, he looks yeah. like he belongs at Dragon yeah. Con. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the fact that he like got a job. Yeah, that's so sad. You know, the like, entire got hunting the... team felt like they were at Dragon Con. Come on, oh, yeah, toilets, toilets sure. clogged. Or, yeah, and he's got a sh- <laughs> like a crappy job, and like, yeah, the lowest literally. of the low, and it's like <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, there's it, that's I don't know, man. I mean, I I'm 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 glad, so happy the way it's going. Uh, I think that's one thing about every season is every season I thought like like Mike G was saying is like this is where they're going to coast. I don't think these people coast. I think they've got something going where they go. We're going to ratchet this up because every year I was a little bit more in suspense about the overall story arc and it always pays off. You know, somebody knows what they're doing. The writers know what they're doing. I yeah. season four when I first watched it, I was I was like, oh, I wasn't so sure about it. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, at the at the end it paid off, but like, right? I don't know. Like I, I just it didn't feel as cohesive as other seasons did. But mm-hmm. then I rewatched it, and I was just like, I don't remember what it was. Like I, I don't know. Like I just it, it definitely made more sense. You know, it, it flowed better, and there are other things. So I'm like, oh right, I remember. I like this part, or I like that part. But right. I remember my like my first time through season four, I was just like, oh, they should and this you know like it's like like the magic's gone like it's it's dying but then like you know they you know at the end of season four and then you know season five came back strong so it's like okay maybe that was your like some most series like season two is the slump season you know and like or you know but like i think season four is their slump and then you know they came back so yeah well i thought i thought it was interesting at the end of season three when they killed off colin robinson and yeah, I was just—I was just were, about to think that, Mike. I was yeah. like, I was, "Yeah," and it was just like that. Man. That was like, "Wow, they're gonna—that's a bold move." move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it was like, and then for him to come back as the baby was just genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the that actor wanted out or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. He's, thought, he's moving on. Yeah, yeah, and I thought they were gonna get somebody else in because it seemed like um, it, they were going to have somebody because someone at the end was was because they had gotten. Um, I thought Nadia and them were going to have a new familiar, 
but um but that didn't pan out and it never does mm-hmm. <laughs> for the yeah. well, if you, if you remember the alive. yeah the end of season three ended very depressing because um uh, nardo um went off onto the train and he was going to explore america oh right and mm-hmm. nadia was going to be in charge of the council in the uk Mm-hmm. And yeah. Nandor, like, I mean, not Nandor, Laszlo, like, yeah. abandoned her. Exactly. You know? yeah. and then, <laughs> he and shoved Guillermo in a coffin. He Guillermo in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> him in there. Yeah. That's one thing I love with, about there's a lot of Oreo cookies. With Oreo <laughs> cookies and also uh, a lot of Pedialyte. Pedialyte. <laughs> That's something I love about, about binge watching is it's like, you know, if you don't like this season, there's another one along in five minutes. And you mm-hmm. just keep, I mean, I'm one of those people that's watched shows that some people go, oh, I hated this season. I love this one. And it's like, I just, just plow right through and with mm-hmm. this show it what there wasn't time to sit there and worry about it well there's like you know 200 more episodes to go or something like that mm-hmm. but and yeah even if the even if the overall overall arc doesn't seem to like you know thrill you it seems like they'll do like two or three episodes a season that really really stand out and shine like in season four uh you know there's um uh yeah, we've got the nightclub thing arc going on all season, and we've got uh, Baby Colin Robinson going on all season. But we've also there's that one episode where um, each one of them takes the cloak and and tries to quote unquote help Nandor out yeah. <laughs> by mm-hmm. by that was, uh, uh, connecting that was season three. Oh, is it season three? Yeah, gotcha. that's when they, okay. they become in charge of the council. And, gotcha, uh, gotcha. And there. Yeah. And then Okay. Yes, yeah. that's right. That is season three, right? Where he yeah, he has a crush on Meg. Uh, the, yeah. Because uh, like Colin Robinson was yeah. one of the people that put the yeah. cloak on. And and, yeah. and I thought that right. was like I thought that was really a, a standout episode. Yeah, that could have taken place anytime. Right. I mean, there didn't really have much to do with any of the season arcs. Yeah, it's almost mm-hmm. like that's what I'm saying about these sub jokes that are peppered around. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what year it is or whatever. Uh, a joke lands from something coming over from the corner and you're like, oh, that's funny as heck. I mean, something you guys were talking about jokes tonight. And I'm sort of like, I don't even remember that. That's how many jokes are flying at you mm-hmm. from the show. Well, and 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 speaking of remembering things, lest we forget, you know, we did uh, R.I.P. Pat Oswalt, but we should also R.I.P. Sofia Coppola. I mean, ah, yes, uh, yes. she That's she true. met her brutal her brutal end. I mean, she asked. Sh- I mean, yeah, she requested. She's like, oh, we like it much better when they ask for it. <laughs> <This Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, which is weird because she's got a new movie coming out. So I, I I don't know how that worked, but you know, it's a clone. Uh, <laughs> um, remember that. So we, like I said, season five was a hit, and I think, uh, I mean, like I said, I think it was, I think it was, they're stronger than ever. Uh, that has been announced that they're going to do a sixth season. Is there anything in particular that we want to see in the sixth season? Is there anything that we want from this show? Anything that uh, that you can predict might happen on this show, et cetera. Where do we go from here now that uh, let them do their thing now that now that that Guillermo is, uh, you know, not no longer a vampire now that they don't seem they don't, do they still need a bodyguard? Like what's, what, what's going on with that? I feel like Um, they will still, they're, they're idiots. So they definitely need a bodyguard. Yeah. They need somebody to help. (laughs) Again, going back to the the refurbishing, the, the remodel episode and they're like, Oh, and lots of natural light. And they're like, Oh my God, we like that. And Guillermo's like, no, no, that's not, that's not a good idea. idea. (laughs) (laughs) It would be wonderful. You know? Yeah. So no, they will still need somebody to look after them because they would, they would have been dead 
so many times, so many times without him. So they all need Guillermo as a bodyguard mm-hmm. or just to guard them against themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, anything in particular you want to see from season six? Um, I just, I just want to let any, them run. Any characters th- 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 Those people, th- they are, they are giving to me. <laughs> if I try to predict ahead of time what's going on, because I never really do. I mean, I'm one of those people that, you know, somebody's watching an Alfred Hitchcock movie they've never seen before, and somebody goes, "Oh, I know what's going to happen next." And I was like, "Will you shut up?" I just don't. Yeah. Well, right. couldn't you have guessed it? Maybe I could have, but I just let them yeah. do their thing yeah. because these people are doing a great job. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 all, I, all the bottom line, I laugh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I laugh. Mm-hmm. I laugh and I laugh every episode. Some more than others, but there's always every episode. I've never been disappointed. You know, so mm-hmm. just keep doing what you're doing. It's one of the smartest written shows on TV. So let them do what they are doing and And, they're having fun because every season is different and they go off in directions. You don't ever expect them to go. And that's pretty awesome about it. But they also, they also make good on their original scary stuff. Guillermo is, I've got Van Helsing blood. I I killed the big vampire. Mm -hmm. I now have been turned and Nandor is going to be really mad but they make good on it. They don't cheat you on that. Mm-mm. That's that's what I love about it. It always gets built to a climax, you know, and it works. Mm-hmm. So yeah, great job. Yeah, the, the the they they have they've established their quote unquote rules, and they're pretty much adhering to them. With the, but they're but they are willing to open up <laughs> opportunities for other storylines by by breaking those rules. Yeah. Which I, which I, at the, at the appropriate time. Yeah. When it's funny. (laughs) I think something I would like to see is, um, more Guillermo and Nadja, like adventures. Cause like, cause to her, the way she's nice to people like it, yeah, like, yeah. you know because like her um nice. uh, like even like her her uh rapport even with the doll like when the doll like was like ran away and she's like come back you stupid little doll i miss you so much i love you you stupid you know this like that back and forth <laughs> and All like you know because they had a couple like hijinks when you know they were running the club together and i love that they were both skimming off the top but not telling you know each other so it's like they have a lot more in common and i just been because was um because laszlo has his own little like solo adventures with everybody else in the cast like he did the whole thing with him and colin robinson being buddies when he realized that colin robinson was going to die and then the whole thing with him and guillermo trying to figure out why he wasn't becoming a full vampire and then him and nandor have their own thing so it's like you know like guillermo and nadia are the only ones that haven't had like well, I want more of it. They had a little bit, yeah, but it's they like, did. They did a little bit in this last season, but yeah, I'd yeah. like to see more. Yeah, of that I want too. more. I, of it. Agree. I want more I of it because like, like those, yeah. I think those are my yeah. top two. Like Guillermo and Nadra are my my favorite two characters. Like, Guillermo one and two. at that hotel and <laughs> that, <laughs> that episode where uh, she took him to the 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 vet, so to speak, or the the, the you know the <laughs> oh the vampire doctor, the, or whatever. Yeah, the the familiar and, doctor. And, yeah, the familiar doctor. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it played out just like she was taking a pet to the vet. Um, mm-hmm. And, but her reaction when they, you know, they, cause they kept saying like they, they, you know, the doctor was like, we need to put him down. We need to put him down. We need to put him down. <laughs> and her insistence that that was not going to happen mm-hmm. um, was so sincere and probably one of the most sincere things that she's done since we've seen the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and yeah. her rage at trying to get him out of there 
um, despite the fact that she was mad at him for being turned, mm-hmm. was so. I think it was one of her best acting moments in yeah. the whole in the whole series because yeah. she was just. It was so powerful, and yeah, I do think they have a connection. Um, so may, maybe that maybe they will build on that. Maybe they will build on that. Interesting uh, to see. Uh, I was kind of surprised that they didn't do more. Like they didn't. I guess they didn't drag it out more. I thought they were going to drag it out more about the when Colin Robinson was running for office because I thought that was a really really funny idea. But they just sort of nipped that in the bud in like one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know when they go to the when they go to the Council of Energy <laughs> Vampires, Vampire Council. that that sequence went on forever. But it was the funniest thing. It was, that was again the whole point of it. it was that was, yeah, exactly. So it was like it was, it's just it the the epitome of like. It's funny that it's not funny mm-hmm. that it's funny that it's not funny. I mean, it's just that's the whole basis for uh, that part of the show, the energy j- vampire part of the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it, which is hilarious. I felt my energy it, drawing from me at that point. It, was, it is. It is the, interesting. The to low me mic that, and everything. It's just like, oh, you, know, you you need to speak up. I'm I'm practically yelling into my mic right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. It's my mic. Is it working? <laughs> how it is trying to get our podcast set up so it's okay i was kind of comparing it to mash in the fact that i always watched mash and it could be dramatic and i laughed there was a lot mm-hmm. of good jokes but but one thing um this show the hell i forgot what i was gonna say I completely <laughs> forgot what i was gonna say um is uh that, oh, i know what it was i know what it was the difference between mash the movie and mash the tv show they were still the same characters it was still hawkeye and all that stuff originally so they kept that this show didn't do that that was interesting it said no we're we're wiping the slate from mm-hmm. the from the film vampires you're creating your own vampires uh one that i did kind of miss was that nosferatu down in the basement going <laughs> you know and, and <laughs> yeah. when somebody got too close to him but I was glad. I was like, you know, this is different from any of Usually they, they redo, uh, you know, usually in comparison to films, they've got better haircuts and then they, they bring them on and all that. And it's just the same characters, but done by different people. But this show said, no, you're going to, you're literally going to come up with a whole new cast, a whole new crew of people. And it, it really worked. I was glad that they did that in a way. It lets the movie be the movie and the TV show be the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're linked, you know, that they're the part of the same universe, which right. is which is yeah, great. Yeah, you saw and some I, of those guys later, yeah, right? Absolutely. Right. So I, I kind of like the way that they played out. They built on that. So yeah, Jacob yeah. Wattie's not an idiot. He's like, look, if I can get paid to be like to to, to keep doing what I'm doing, I'll I'll do that, you know. Yeah. Um. And uh. So and meanwhile, we'll have to wait until uh season six. Obviously, nobody's shooting anything until the actors can come back. But in the meantime, we can switch over to you know more uh Watiti type humor in our flag means death. So uh now that now that I've finished watching the last season of what we do in the shadows, now I can watch the new season oh, of that's right. our flag. Forgetting that's out now. <laughs> so anyway, all right. It's been awesome to talk to you guys about what we do in the shadows. We're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna get creative again. Boy, it's been a long time since we've gotten creative, Mike. Oh, very much so, and it's gonna be changing seasons already, so it'll be a lot of fun to find out. Don't sing if you want to live long. They have no use for your song. You're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead and out of this world. You'll never get a second chance. Plan all your moves. 
this is Ashley Pauls with this week's Box Office Buzz. I'm sure by this point you all are tired of hearing me complain about the Dune movie getting postponed. But folks, this is it. This was the week I was supposed to be super hyped, really excited, and looking forward to the release of Dune. But sadly, it was pushed to next year, so we have no Dune and not really anything to talk about at the box office. However, since it is spooky week, aka Halloween week, I thought we would take a little bit different approach. And I wanted to share some of my go-to favorite Halloween movies. And it's always fun to hear what holiday films people like to enjoy. So in the absence of Dune and not a lot new out in the theaters until we get the Marvels. Here's what I'm looking forward to watching some of, or have already watched, this spooky season. I mean, you can't go wrong with a classic like It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. The Charlie Brown Christmas special is probably one of the most famous, like, holiday films, but I have a a soft spot in my heart as well for The Great Pumpkin. It's just a fun festive classic little movie and got to introduce my daughter to it and was fun to see how much she enjoyed it as well. I also love the cult classic Disney's Hocus Pocus. This movie is cheesy and you know what I can be honest and say that it's not really a great movie but I do really love it and I have a great time watching it and I feel like we all have those. Bette Midler is fantastic leading a trio of witches and it's it's a lot of fun, and I enjoy watching it each year. I also really enjoy watching Simon Pegg in Shaun of the Dead. I feel like any of those movies in Edgar Wright's sort of unofficial Cornetto trilogy make for great Halloween films, but Shaun of the Dead is the most Halloween-y, if that makes sense with zombies. These movies are funny, have some not-too-intense scares and I just really enjoy watching it. So those are some of my favorite spooky season movies. I will be looking forward to later in November when there's a whole bunch more new movies to talk about but until then it's a good chance to get caught up on some old favorites and also if you're looking for more entertainment related content be sure to check out my blog over at the ESO podcast website. Recently had a chance to watch another Halloween classic The Nightmare Before Christmas for the very first time. Soul Forge Podcast. It's a geeky look at love, life, fandom, mental health, pop culture, and so much more. If you're into learning about yourself and the universe, Soul Forge is your podcast. Each week, we have a surprising new topic. From stupid things we do for love, to product reviews, and there's almost always a fun guest host. Like and subscribe to Soul Forge Podcast today. Welcome back. Now it's time for the creative outlet segment. And we're friend joined by our friend, Eric Paul Johnson. Welcome back, sir. Oh, thank you. Glad to be back. It's been quite a few years. You've been quite busy with various podcast projects. I remember when we had you on last time, you were talking about the ELO podcast that you did with your other Eric friend. Yeah, Eric Winsenson. Yep. Um, um, we, I guess, been a year year and a half i don't know uh we ran through the entire discography of elo mm-hmm. and then we're making some money certainly weren't making enough to be uh living off of but enough to convince me to continue with a pre-elo podcast and we've been doing that for the last i guess year and a half where we cover 
the bands that led to the creation of ELO. Um, Mike Sheridan and the Knight Riders, the Chads, mm-hmm. and the Knight Riders without Mike Sheridan. And right now we're bouncing, we're going in release order. So right now we're bouncing back and forth between the move and the idol race. Oh, that's awesome. Until, yeah, until eventually Jeff Lynn joins the move and then it'll just be the move. Yep, I remember that era. So it's pretty awesome, yeah. my friend. So yeah. You actually have a new project you're working on. That's why you're here tonight to help promote. Yes. It's called Christmas Carol Catastrophes. Oh, okay. A podcast covering the oddest Christmas songs to ever be unleashed on an unsuspecting public. Oh, my goodness. So is it it just going to be for pre-holidays or is it, what's it going to be? It's just going to be for Christmas time. Okay. Uh, Our Get to Know Us episode comes out on November 17th. And then after that, there'll be four episodes every week where we cover a different song where it just makes you, some of these songs will make you think, how did that ever even get to the recording process? Uh, the first song we cover, it's it's about a bus accident, which is nothing more Christmassy than a bus accident that kills everybody on board. Of course, of course. Of course, yeah. And then the week after that, Eric Winsenson picked a Christmas song by The Residents. And if anybody knows anything about The Residents, it will make you, you know, cock your head like a dog who's been handed algebra. Here you go. Do it, doggy. Do some algebra. And then um, we get a couple more songs that'll come up. And not all of the songs that we cover will be awful, like the first one. Uh, Some of them we like, but they're unusual. It's not usually the subject that you expect to hear on a Christmas song. And it's definitely not something you're going to hear on your light rock soccer mom station when they go all Christmas in. Well, I suppose around Halloween they start going Christmas. Yeah. I was going to be worried about you having to review the Mariah Carey song all the way. So, No, no. That's that's one of the the rules of this podcast. We're not going to cover Christmas songs that everybody knows. I mean, I love Nat King Cole. I love Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time. And and there's a whole ton of great Christmas songs that I love. They won't be on this podcast. Gotcha. I'm gotcha. sure there are other Christmas podcasts that have covered it. Um, everybody knows those songs. So I think another, you know, part of this podcast is to sort of put out Christmas songs that uh, people might not know exist, good or bad. Are you going to be going through like the Dr. Demento Christmas catalog and such or? Um. The way it goes, I pick two songs, and when Sensen picks two songs, then we go back and forth each week. Okay. Um, I picked, let's see, this will be the third week of the podcast, or the third song. Uh, one of the songs I picked was um, I Found the Brains of Santa Claus. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And the next week after that, when Sensen picked, uh, what is it, Chiron Beta Prime, I believe it is. Oh, very cool. Very. Yes, Chiron Beta Prime, yep. Oh, yeah, so, so definitely some stuff that you, it, most normal mortals, you know. Yeah, if, if for people outside of the Dr. Demento world who give you that blank look when you bring it up, bring him up, yeah, there, there's going to be some stuff in here that they would have no idea about. Right, but 
You know, that's pretty cool, though. I'm very, very impressed that you guys are getting into that. And you guys have so much cool stuff that you <laughs> yeah. have to pick from. And that's cool that you're going to be able to have you have probably a couple years worth of material that you guys can do and everything. Oh, I'm sure it's going to go. It, it could go on for a long, long time if we're only doing, you know, four episodes a year in December. Yeah, because I've already I mean. My head is just like, oh, that song, that song. Oh, no, we got to do. And I'm like, no, no, we got to. Sure. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. So when is, has it started yet? Or when is the first episode? Um, The teaser trailer, the first one has come out. I think the second one has probably come out pretty soon. And then the shows will start November 17th with the required get to know us oh, yeah. episode. Of course. Of course. And, then, um, and then the week after that, I believe it's yeah, it's the Friday after Thanksgiving. Then we start covering the songs. Oh, very good. And nice. um, and it will end the Friday before Christmas. Okay. And then um, there'll probably be a, a wrap up episode sometime in January where we answer any phone calls or messages that emails or comments that might have come in. Of course. Um, and then we record new episodes in June, and then just wait for. Christmas 2024 to roll around. For I think that's awesome. Post. That yeah. is awesome, sir. Well, we're looking forward to it. And how can people find it? Um, you can do a Google search for Christmas Carol Catastrophes podcast. Um, there's Podomatic, Podbean. There are a couple other ones. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. It's called Christmas Carol Catastrophes podcast. You can look that up on YouTube. Okay. Um, It'll have the episodes. It'll have the full version of the songs we're covering. And I'm also working on some extra goodies. There are playlists. One of them is a music playlist called A Department Store Christmas, where it's music that you might have heard while Christmas shopping at the mall or at a department store from like the 50s or 60s. It puts your head into that uh, time period. Oh, that's awesome. Um I'm uploading old-time radio shows that uh, were Christmas shows from back then. There was a Christmas serial, radio serial from 1937 called The Cinnamon Bear. And they did one episode from November 29th until December 24th. Um, and so each day, mm -hmm. that episode will post on our YouTube channel, the, a new episode. Well, I wouldn't say new episode. The next episode, since it is from 1937. Fantastic. And we'll have links to it up on our show notes. So and we're going to play the promo during this episode. Yeah. So Cool. That'd be great. So definitely, folks, definitely look for it. And if it's, you know, I know Eric and Eric. So if I know <laughs> either of them, it's going to be a lot of fun for you guys to talk about and listen. Yeah. I love Christmas. When Sensen... He likes Christmas maybe a week in December. Mm -hmm. So I'm the one who goes overboard with Christmas. He's the one who's, oh, my God, please, just can we just contain it for a little bit and just in this one area? So That's it's awesome. not going to be two people gushing about Christmas or two people banging on Christmas. I, you know, I wanted both ends of the, uh, the spectrum. Christmas spectrum. Yeah, I think it's going to be a blast. Eric, thank you as yeah. always, my friend. Oh, thank you. Great to be here. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back to close up the show. Time for bed. But Christmas is... 
is tomorrow. I'm too excited to sleep. Would you go to sleep if I told you a bedtime story? Okay. Twas the night before Christmas, and Mommy and the kids were worried about Daddy when they heard about the bus crash on the radio. But Daddy came home safe and sound, and it was the best Christmas ever. Yay! However, everybody on the packed bus died, and their family spent Christmas Day identifying bodies and planning funerals. What the fuck? Christmas Carol Catastrophes, a podcast about the oddest Christmas songs ever unleashed on an unsuspecting public, starts November 17th. No, really? What in the actual fuck? Hey everybody, Michelle here with an iconic rock talk show moment. The 70s were a high water mark for the singer-songwriter genre of American popular music. And if you have ever listened to records by artists like James Taylor, Linda Ronstadt, Stevie Nicks, Jackson Brown, Don Henley, Carole King, Keith Richards, Warren Zevon, you have heard the contributions of four guys who collectively came to be called The Section. They were the most sought-after, gold-standard session musicians in the industry, still highly active, highly in demand. You probably didn't know their names unless you were... Uh, liner note reading kind of nerdy person, but uh, those guys are Russ Kunkel on drums, Leland Sklar on bass, Danny Korchmar, and Waddy Wachtel on guitar. If you've ever heard Edge of 17, that's Waddy Wachtel's guitar. Uh, they have joined up with a guy, another guitarist named Steve Postel. Uh, they have formed formally as a band called The Immediate Family. They have an album coming out early next year, and they are the subjects of a new documentary, also called Immediate Family, directed by Denny Tedesco, who directed a documentary about six, seven years ago called The Wrecking Crew, about that famous group of session musicians. This documentary will uh, be previewing in theaters on December 12th and streaming everywhere on December 15th. It's been making the rounds of the uh, film festival circuit, and it has racked up just a crazy number of uh, audience favorite awards at the film festival. So it should be a really fascinating take. Uh, so check that out. You can check out more about the documentary and watch the trailer at immediatefamilyfilm.com. This has been the Iconic Rock Talk Show Moment, and we'll catch you next time. Ask yourself, is the Flopcast the right podcast for you? Do you have trouble picking a favorite Weird Al song, Karate Kid sequel, or Justice League Detroit member? Are you obsessed with Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch, Vicky the Captain's daughter from the Love Boat, or Vicky the Robot from Small Wonder? Do you think Cindy Lauper's We Are the World solo is the most important event in history? Do you have half an hour a week for something completely stupid? Then the Flopcast might be the right podcast for you. We're on the ESO Network and at Flopcast.net. Welcome to A Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host, Angela, and this week, this geek girl is talking about the new Doctor Who Magic the Gathering expansion. So in the last year, there have been some really great Magic the Gathering card game licensed expansions. We had a great Lord of the Rings set that has beautiful artwork in it, and the newest, the Doctor Who expansion. There are four commander decks in this set. Three of them are Doctor themes, spanning 13 of the Doctors, and then there's one villain deck as well that has Missy, Davros, and just a ton of different villains in it. There are also booster packs. Yes, this is a full entire set of magic cards. But you can also just buy the theme decks if you're really not interested in collecting them all. 
The artwork on them is absolutely stunning, and they have so many amazing cards in this set. Each doctor looks great, the companions are all there, and there are villain cards, land cards. Everything about them will make any Doctor Who fan really, really excited just to see how nice they look, and they all look so good. I can't gush enough about how awesome this set really is. Even if you don't know how to play, you can still grab a deck, find a friend who has a deck, and learn. I know a lot of my friends and I haven't played Magic in a super long time, years, since grade school. And we all got decks, and we're all planning on playing the game together because we're really, really excited about it being Doctor Who themed. And most of us already knew how to play Magic anyways. Thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. That's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. Mr. Mark, thank you for joining us for all the Hollywood episodes again. I appreciate it. Um, you know, you always we always wheel out the old man. Oh, yeah. Know. Well, it's oh, like yeah. bringing out the dead. Bring out. Gordon, the dead. Gordon doesn't talk me talk to me all year, and he goes, uh, Mark, you think maybe you can, and I, you know, wheel out. But no, I'm I mean, begging. I love being I'm begging. <laughs> well, well, you I love mean, this I, stuff as much as we do. If not more, in some cases. No, I love it more than you guys. I mean, this is my this is what I do. We're, we're it's Halloween at this house, three hundred and sixty five days a year. Well, except yes. for Christmas. But uh, but I, I you know I love you guys having me on the show, and I you know I, I really appreciate it, and I enjoyed uh, doing this year's episodes quite a bit. I wish I'd been able to do the one on Lovecraft as well, but c'est la vie. So la vie. Know? Well, we but, love we love your input, and and we also love the fact that you and helpful in getting us some really great guests to join us as well. So very much so. Oh, you're very, quite very welcome. Much so. Quite welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Anything you want to promote? Uh, I did until I'm like now that I'm on camera, I can't remember. It. <laughs> uh, the new issue of Scream is probably going to be on the stands this week. I can't even remember whether he's already got it out at the conventions or not. I will say this: it deals with a new Criterion release on the cover. Uh, featuring, well, heck, by the time this will be a couple of days from now, it, probably, it definitely would be out by then. Featuring uh, uh, the new Criterion release of uh, Todd Browning uh, horror films, uh, and I'm pretty proud of this cover. So, if you go into Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, whatever, uh, here in the next week or so, it is a quasi setup as a old time carnival poster. The cover. Cool. But I'm pretty proud of it. I put a lot of work into it. Um, the uh, Metropolis cover for Ghost Agents comic that I did, um, uh, they did their Kickstarter. They met their goal, and it's going to be published as an oversized comic book. And then uh, I've just got some more action-adventure book covers with the Red Menace I'm, I'm going after, and then back to movie artwork. So that's that's that. That's pretty awesome, my friend. Totally awesome. And Phaedra. Thank you so, so much for being with us once again. It's been way too long. Yeah, I'm glad I was able to come back. There was a couple of things I wanted to do, but I was moving from uh, Colorado to New York. And I knew, like, I really wanted to be on the John Wick one, but I was like, I'm not going to be able to see that and, you know, in time for, you know, whatever. But um, that's a big move. That is. It was a big, yeah. (laughs) It it was a great move. I love it out here. So, um, 
but yeah, I'm glad to be back and, you know, hope to be back again in the future. You definitely will. I could almost guarantee it. Awesome. awesome. It was nice to talk to you. <laughs> Thank you. Anything you want to promote this. or shout out about? Um, well, uh, nothing, um, current um well, there's um i do want to kind of shout out to there's a horror for since we are in halloween you know, spooky season uh there is a horror a short story podcast called uh nightlight and um it is a um it's a black owned like uh it's stories from black authors and um black narrators i narrated a story a couple episodes ago called 1 a.m knock but it's all like horror stories and you know and they release like every two weeks and it's really neat like the last one I ju- that they just released this week was about like a house that was like kind of sentient and like how's the you know and like what what happens when a house go cra- goes crazy and it's just, it's a really I had a really fun time narrating it and <clears throat> narrating the story that I did which is 1am knock and all the other stories that come out of really just different types of horror so if you like horror short you know uh, short stories I really recommend people check it out because is really cool. Now I liked it because cool. most of the voice work I do isn't commercially available. So I was like, oh, I get to actually listen to the finished product of something I did. So nice. I'm like, oh, oh, nice. This is what my voice sounds like. It's weird. And um, but yeah, that's Join the all. Club. Um, hmm? Join the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, why well, I don't like the sound of my voice. Why did I pick a profession where I have to listen <laughs> to my voice? <laughs> like in directly into my earballs. It's just uh, <laughs> But I'm getting better at it. Oh, very much so. And you, you've got <laughs> such a great voice. It's pretty Oh, awesome. thank you. Yours is very, you have like the deep, rich, like, you know, radio voice. So I, uh, you know, I appreciate that coming from you. You heard that uh, producers and people of, uh, you know, audio books <laughs> and everything. I am available. So, <laughs> and I work cheap, as you can tell by ESO. And you have so, plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah, don't no, don't work cheap. Never work all's cheap. I, all I picked up was available and cheap. That's all I picked up. <laughs> yeah. So, Mark, you'll pick me up later, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. I'll get that PayPal <laughs> payment sent right away. You betcha, buddy. That's a... <laughs> and Mr. Mike, we've made it through another episode, my friend. We did. And we made it through the countdown to Halloween for 2023. And uh, it was. 2024. And now we started in 2024. <laughs> now 2024. So, uh, yeah, um, this has been amazing. It's been quite a quite a pleasure to be uh, to do it again this year. It's, we've had a lot of great fun. Oh, very much so. And, you know, everyone's always invited, except for Gizmo. He's not invited, you know. (laughs) Anything you want to shout out about, sir? I do, as we uh, referenced in the beginning of the show. uh, Last weekend uh, was Monsterama here in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, it's my first year as the track director for the literature and comics and art track. And uh, it was an amazing experience. yeah, there were some some stressful moments, uh, but um, they were outnumbered by the many, many, many special moments I had over the weekend. Uh, and uh, Anthony and Suzanne put on a marvelous event. Um, and my fellow track directors, uh, Darren Bush, uh, who was on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, my first assistant on my track, Kyle Mitchell, who was on our show a couple weeks ago. Aubrey Spivey, who I don't know if she's been on our show before, but she should. She was very helpful as well. Uh, They helped with our our track um, and everybody else, all our panelists, everybody who attended, everybody who was part of Monsterama. It's not just a convention. It's a community and one that I'm very proud to be part of now. I'm already looking forward to doing it again next year. Um, It's going to be in August of next year. Uh, I can't remember the exact dates. It's going to be, I think, in the same hotel. 
So, um, and it's going to be a blast. So, cause I'm going to, you know, even have more time to prep for it. Uh, although I'll probably wait till the last minute, just like I usually do, uh, on everything. So, uh, um, but, um, it's, it's an incredible experience and I can't, I can't, uh, thank enough the people that were part of it this past year. And I'm, I can't wait for other people to join us next year. That is awesome, sir. That is really, really awesome. Um, my shout out real quick is going to go out, of course, to let's see what I want to talk about this time. I was going to rant about, you know, Comcast again, but I've done that way too much many times. You know, that's just a given. Over over yeah. the 12 or 13 years we've been doing this, you've probably done it about mm, 12 or 13 times. Yeah. <laughs> Every year. Every year. Um, no, I'm going to do something, you know, pretty easy to talk about it for me and such. Um, I want to talk about, you know, now that Halloween is behind us, it's a given giving season is going to start. And there are a lot of charities out there that we are going to be bombarded with and everything. And so many people are in need right now. And what we're going to try to tell people is do whatever one you feel comfortable with. We're not going to go out and promote just one charity, give to this organization or this organization. We're going to try to help everybody. And, you know, find it in the goodness in your heart because there's so much crap going on out there right now, folks, that you need to, you know, everyone needs help some way or something. If it's just, even if, you know, talking to your friends, talking to your neighbors and, you know, just being there as an ear, it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't, you know, it's just like five, 10 minutes of your time. If you haven't talked to somebody who, you know, you want, you know, is not taking something very well or the seasons, cause there's seasonal depressions, it's getting colder, it's getting darker early. And, you know, it's just time to be able to, you know, say, Hey, how are you doing? You know, you doing good. Want to go grab a beer or just sit around and talk, you know, just offer to be an ear to listen to somebody. And it's just a lot of time like that will help people more than any amount of money in your pockets or anything. It's what, you know, friends are for. And it doesn't even have to be a friend. It could be, you know, like I said, a neighbor or somebody you see at the store and they're having a bad day or something. And, you know, just, you know, just say, hey, smile at them. You know, something little like that is enough to sometimes brighten somebody's day and everything. And that's what's cool about it and everything. And, you know, we're going to be doing lots of stuff for the holidays. We're going to be, you know, going out, being with friends, being with family, traveling, whatever. But you know what? Some people aren't as fortunate with that. Reach out to somebody. Try to, you know, just pick up the phone. Somebody you haven't talked to for a while. Someone you haven't, you know, thought of in a bit. Go through your phone book and your, you know, everyone has a zillion phone numbers on their iPhones or Androids and just say, hey, I haven't talked to this person for a year or two or six months. I want to just see, hey, just was thinking about you. How you doing? It's going to go a long way to do stuff like that and just shows common decency, like I said. And, you know, there's goodness in every in everybody. I hope there is at least because, you know, you're listening to us. So you have some goodness in you. So it's a good thing. But you know what, folks, we love you all. And, you know, it's all about making it on into the next year and the next year and the next year and not being miserable about it. 
And there's a lot of, like I said earlier, there's a lot to be miserable about, but I'm not trying to let it get to us and not trying to, you know, pass on good, new, good vibes, good feelings to everybody, no matter who or what they are. There's always, you know, somebody out there who just needs a little, hello, how's it going? That's all you have to do. You know, that's where I'm going to end that because I can go on and on and on. And you know what? Not today. All right, folks. Thanks as always for listening to the Earth Station One podcast. We couldn't do this without you. Always remember, you know, if you want to help support the station, we do got an amazing tea public store going on. We got new stuff coming out real soon. Have some new ideas on the drawing pad right now as we're speaking. And we're going to have some new t-shirts. You can also do stickers. I found out on tea public, you can actually even do um, outfits for your dogs. I was shocked with that. Wouldn't it be kind of cool to have an ESO logo on your dog's back or something? I think that would be kind of cool to see. And, you know, us who have tons of dogs, our dogs would probably be trying to gnaw it off as soon as they, you know, mm-hmm. put it on and everything. But it would be it would be fun to see them, you know, running around in a circle trying to chase after themselves with ESO on it. So I think that kind of could be kind of fun. Also, remember, if you want to listen to the show anytime, uh, before the rest of the world, why not join in the ESO Network Patreon? For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the ESO Network and Earth Station One. Why not just go to patreon.com slash ESO Network? We want to hear from you, as always. If you like what we do in the shadows, if you want to get into the holiday music and learn more about, you know, Eric Paul Johnson's podcast, you know, all these different kind of cool stuff that's going on right now. And we have a lot of stuff going on. You guys are going to be really surprised what's coming your way. Why not write us? Sometimes feedback at Earth Station One is the best way to just say, hey, ESO folks, what's going on? You know, we definitely would love to hear from you guys. Remember, you can find Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found. And of course, you see these lovely faces up on YouTube. So remember, everyone, as Mr. Rourke used to say, smiles, everyone, smiles. And if you get a chance. You know, like and subscribe. That was the best way to do it. And the thumbs up. That's what helps with the algorithm, I found out. So definitely please check out, you know, our YouTube channel or listen to us wherever fine podcasts are found. On behalf of myself, of course, Mike Faber, Mr. Michael Gordon, Phaedra Eason, and of course, the legendary Mark Maddox. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you guys so, so much. We will see you all next time here on Earth Station One. Peace, and we are done. Boom! Don't sing if you want to live long. They have no use for your song. You're dead, you're dead, you're dead. You're dead and out of this world. You'll never get a second chance. Plan all your moves in advance. Stay dead, stay dead, stay dead, stay dead and out of this world. Run fast, don't stand in the sun. There's too much work to be done. You're down, you're down, you're down, you're down and out of this world. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. 
The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.